Welcome to SAM52. This SAM has a context and understanding the context really helps us appreciate the SAM better. In fact, a quick look at the top heading of the SAM gives us a glimpse of when this SAM was written. It says, A contemplation of David when Diog the Edomite went and told Saul and said to him, David had gone to the house of Ahimelech. Now let's dig a bit further into the context as found in 1 Samuel chapter 21 and 22. David has been on the run from Saul as Saul left no stones unturned to get to him. David arrives at Nob and meets with Ahimelech the priest. Ahimelech was quite shocked to see David and he helps David with bread and gives him the sword of Goliath. It is from here David crosses over to Gath and pretends to be a madman to rescue himself from the king. Meanwhile, this is what happened and let me read for you from 1 Samuel chapter 22, 6 following. Now Saul heard that David and his men had been discovered and Saul was seated spear in his hand under the tamarisk tree on the hill at Gibeah while all his officials stood by his side. He said to them, Listen, men of Benjamin, will the son of Jesse give you any fields or vineyards? Will he make you the commander of thousands and the commander of hundreds? Is that why you have all conspired against me? No one tells me when my son makes a covenant with the son of Jesse. None of you is concerned about me or tells me that my son has incited my servant to lie in wait for me as he does today. But Diog the Edomite, remember Diog? Diog the Edomite, who was standing with Saul's officials, said, Oh, I saw the son of Jesse come to Ahimelech. Ahimelech inquired of the Lord for him. He also gave him provisions and the sword of Goliath the Philistine. Then the king sent for the priest Ahimelech and all the men of his family who were the priest at Nob, and they all came to the king. And Saul said, Listen now, son of Ahitub. Yes, my lord, Ahimelech answered. Saul said to him, Why have you conspired against me, you and the son of Jesse, giving him bread and a sword and inquiring of God for him, so that he has rebelled against me and lies in wait for me as he does today? Ahimelech the priest replied, who of all of your servants is as loyal as David, the king's son-in-law, captain of your bodyguard, and highly respected in your household? Is it the first time that I've inquired of the Lord for him? Of course not. Let not the king accuse your servant or any of his father's family, for your servant knows nothing at all about this whole affair. But the king said, You will surely die, Ahimelech, you and your whole family. Then the king ordered the guards at his side, Turn and kill the priest of the Lord, because they too have sided with David. But the king's officials were unwilling to raise a hand to strike the priest of the Lord. Then the king ordered Diog and said, You turn and strike down the priest. So Diog the Edomite turned and struck them down. That day he killed 85 men who bore the linen effort. He also put to the sword Nob, the towns of the priest, with its men and women, its children and infants, and its cattle, donkey, and the sheep. But one son of Ahimelech, son of Ahitub, named Abiathar, escaped and fled to join David. He told David that Saul had killed the priests of the Lord. Then David said to Abiathar, That day when Diog the Edomite was there, I knew, I knew he would sure tell Saul, I am responsible. I, David, I am responsible for the death of your whole family. Stay with me here. Do not be afraid. The man who wants to kill you is trying to kill me too. You will be safe with me. And it is here when David learns of what Diog the Edomite had done, he writes this psalm. What does he write? David says, 
Why do you boast an evil, O mighty man? The goodness of God endures continually. Your tongue devises destruction like a sharp razor works deceitfully. You love evil more than good, lying rather than speaking righteousness. You love all devouring words, you deceitful tongue. You know, Deok's tongue was boastful, deceitful and destructive like a sharp razor. And he used his tongue in such a way that caused massive destruction for the whole family of the priest in the town of Nob, including the death of the men and the women, his children, its infants and its cattle, donkey and sheep. In fact, James reminds us the danger of tongue, doesn't he? He writes, likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire and is itself set on fire by hell. But you know what? In the midst of such gloom and doom of the news that was brought to David, here is what I like about him. He turns to God for help in the most difficult moments, in the most confusing moments of his life. Now, to be honest, I would have thought of ways I can counter the attack and take things into my hand. But no, David does not do that. He focuses on the goodness of God and not on the badness of man. He focuses on the goodness of God and not on the badness of man. How many times we end up focusing on the badness of man instead of focusing on the goodness of God. And David here is able to focus on the goodness of God instead of the badness of man because David knew that God's justice would ultimately prevail. That God's justice would ultimately prevail. And David goes on to write, God shall likewise destroy you forever. He shall take you away and pluck you out of your dwelling place and uproot you from the land of the living. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercies of God forever and ever. I will praise you forever because you have done it. And in the presence of your saints, I will wait on your name for it is good. Now, isn't it amazing that David is able to trust in the goodness of God and is able to wait on the Lord as well. Now, may I say waiting on the Lord to act is the most difficult thing when things have gone out of hand. But David has learned it well that he must wait on the Lord and his goodness when things are beyond him and are above him. May I ask you today? Have you been lied about and gossiped about? Has injustice been done to you and pain caused because of a false testimony? Have you suffered loss because of someone else's unkindness and rudeness? And are you just waiting for the right moment to strike back? Well, hold on. Hold on, David could have, but he does not. He rather chooses to trust in the goodness of God. Now, I know, I know this is much easier said than done, but we have a great example right in front of us in David. He ceases from sinning against the Lord by acting on his own, but trusting in the goodness of God. It is Warren Wiersbe who says, no wonder why more people call their sons David than they call their sons as Diog. Yes, we have a choice every day before us, every day before us to be a David or to be a Diog. Which one will we choose? Shall we pray? Because of your love, O oh Lord, I renounce all of the evil in my life. I reject deceitfulness. I denounce all the lying and the manipulation around me. I resist the spirit of Diog upon my life. 
Keep me, O God, from taking things in my own hands, but help me to trust in the goodness of the Lord. So help me, Lord, to trust you. Help me to know your ways and not to fall for the ways of the flesh. Would you keep me surrounded by your grace and your mercy to trust in your justice and in your goodness all the days of my life. And this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.